Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello there, Life Church. This is Pastor Chris Reyes talking to you again with our weekly Pastors Podcast. I have Pastor Bob Leahy with us here in the studio, and today our special guest is Andi Mejia. Hi, Andi. Hello. Hi. Nice to have you here. So let's, let's, let's have a little bit of a, a background. For me, it's a special introduction for Andi because her and her husband, Manny, have been part of my life for the last 10 years at the Vineyard. She was one of our leaders. She helped with children's ministry. She was on the worship team. She did a lot. But here at Life Church, she has continued in ministering to our, our youth, specifically high school, junior high school, but also in doing life groups and recently got licensed as a pastor here at Life Church. What's it like to become a pastor? <laughs> there's, there's a question I, I did, you probably weren't ready for. <laughs> not prepared for that question, yeah. but it's really just stepping into the things that we were already doing um, mm-hmm. and just taking it on with more of a title, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that's what people need to understand about how we do this. It is a confirmation of what God's already been doing in your life. And uh, you and Manny, like I said, worked faithfully at the Vineyard and then have also been incredibly faithful here. And also your love for pastoring people is, you guys like to have life groups at your house. I mean, is that, that's something that I think you guys have done from the very beginning you know, in your, your marriage, just having people over at your house. Yeah, for sure. We like just hospitality and mm. just getting people into our daily lives and mm-hmm. into our home. Mm-hmm. And just that's how you pastor people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got, obviously you've done it well, but you know, Andy, you bring a huge uh, life experience to the table when it comes to ministering at Life Church. Just Give us a little background, like where you went to college, your different ministry experiences. What what led you to the place where you uh, began to work like officially in children's ministry and things like that? I think, and Manny and I always say this, it's just a series of like small yeses mm. that eventually like look like a huge yes. Like to people listening, it might sound crazy to get your pastoral license, but um, we've been kind of walking in this way since. I mean, my dad was a pastor, so Mm -hmm. I set up a lot of chairs and (laughs) prayed and all those things all through my whole life and served Mm -hmm. in Sunday school probably since I was 10 to the younger kids and worked at summer camp in college and started the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Chico State with Manny. Um, So it's just like a lot of little things that we've just done along the way that make saying, hey, I could be a pastor, not like a huge step. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, got your degree at Chico State and then went on to be a a teacher. You taught in public schools. Yeah. I got my degree in English education Mm -hmm. quite a bit of time ago. (laughs) And (laughs) then I taught in Marysville at a high school, taught English and creative writing. Mm -hmm. And then I started having babies. So, right. (laughs) Yes. You have three beautiful children. And even in the midst of being, I think, an incredible parent, you've continued to make time to 
you know, pastor people and to encourage people. And I, I imagine at times it gets difficult to get stretched. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and a lot of times it doesn't look the way that ministry might look mm-hmm. on the internet or mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of play dates, a lot of kids interrupting us every five seconds, but um, that's kind of where good ministry happens because yeah. it's just real life. And yeah. Jesus was about our real lives. That's so. right. I love that. <laughs> well, you know, what's fascinating to me is that even in the midst of raising children, being married, you know, doing uh, ministry here at the church, somewhere while doing all of those things, you found time to start a blog, <laughs> which I've thought about it and I was like, yeah, there's no way I could do that. But so among all the things that you do, you were given this incredible inspiration or gift or whatever to start a blog. What, what inspired you? What, what made you say yes to something like that? Uh, so I've been, you know, writing in journals since I was in junior high, mm-hmm. you know, those angsty teenage thoughts and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in college, I studied creative writing as part of my English degree um, and just continued writing, um, took a little break when I was teaching because obviously I was writing curriculum, mm-hmm. which I guess is still writing. But mm-hmm. um, And then once I had kids and things kind of relaxed a little bit with kids, my youngest was one, so I felt like I was coming out of that drowning phase. Yeah. Um, I just felt God telling me like, you write, but like what for? So I think it was a series of like God really had to knock me over the head with it. I couldn't, yeah. I didn't just hear the still small voice and say, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, it was a combination of Jeff gave a series on dreams and following your dreams. Um, I went to a women's retreat where the like whole premise was follow your dreams. Yeah. And that was all like in the same five months. Um, and then just in my own quiet times, just reading about Moses and how he was like, no, I'm not good enough. And that was my whole argument is I'm not good enough. <laughs> How do I even do this? I have three kids. Um, so then just realizing like God makes us good enough and we don't have to like be good at things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gives us gifts and he gives us time. Like I obviously don't have time to be writing, but <laughs> yeah. um, it's a lot of writing in the margins. Like, you know, I'm making dinner and an idea comes to mind. So I like slide over to my computer and type it in and then stir a pot. And yeah. um, But now that my kids are in school, it's getting a little easier. I've got some pockets of time. So yeah. Yeah. So you were compiling thoughts throughout the day, putting them together. And then the idea of, okay, I'm going to sit down and officially create a blog on a website and doing that. I mean, was that where you surprised at the response to that because I know when I read it I was impressed very impressed with what you wrote your first blog but then the same thing is like wow where where did you find the courage to do such a thing (laughs) I mean I have to attribute it all to God because I don't know I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a courageous person by nature but I think that when God empowers you to do something, he gives you all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been a process and the enemy is present in all of yeah. it. He's always trying to tell me like, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. No one's reading it. Yeah. Um, but I can look back and say like, okay, I had one follower at the beginning and mm-hmm. now I have 300. Yeah. So that, that seems like a, like a tiny, tiny amount compared to what you need to like actually publish a book or 
do anything big, but it's more than I had on day one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when you decided to take these, basically at the beginning, just very private personal thoughts that you'd been jotting down, what was your hope to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write a blog. What was your hope and inspiration in that sense, motivation? I'm going to do this to what end? What were you, what are you hoping people experience when they read your blog? I think I just see um, a lot of people kind of in their lives just treading water and Mm -hmm. surviving. And obviously now it's super hard to even do that. But I think if we can really focus our daily stuff on God, our just daily feelings and our jobs and school pickup and Mm -hmm. baseball and all those things, if we can really look for God in those opportunities, um, it'll just make a huge difference to ourselves and to the world. So when I started writing, it was more of that. I just wanted people to, you know, take a second and think like, how can I use what I'm doing for God? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that doing that for me would be like, okay, that's enough. That's, that's a job just in of itself coming up with things to write on my blog, but you didn't stop there. You got inspired then to write a book. And so that's something you're in the process of doing. You've, in some ways, you've written the book, and now you're, you know, shopping publishers and and all those different things. But what, again, what was the inspiration? What was the thought of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down, and now I'm gonna write a book instead of just writing a blog. <laughs> so for me, it just felt like I had this opportunity to enter into this boot camp um, run by Lisa Turkhurst. Um, that helps you to write a proposal that you shop to publishers and agents. Mm. Um, And literally, I saw it one day, it was due the next day. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to put this idea out there on paper, Mm. well, on the internet, um, to Lisa Turkhurst and her team. And just if it gets picked up, then I'll keep writing it. If it doesn't, then that's a closed door. And I'm fine with that. I'll do it another day. Um, and then when I got in, I was like, oh shoot, now I have to write a book. (laughs) So, you know, it took us through a whole process of outlining all our ideas and really just coming to a concrete idea of what we wanted to say and what the book would look like. Um, and that was, it was 10 weeks and it was really intense and Mm -hmm. a lot of hours and a lot of thinking and shoving my kids off on my friends and (laughs) (laughs) things like that. But, um, now it's a concrete idea and, I wouldn't say I'm done with the book. I'm mm. in the process of writing it, but yeah. it's all outlined. So it's all there. I just have to sit down yeah. and do it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was blessed that I was part of uh, helping you a little bit with the editing process. And again, looking at all the books that are in the world, there are so many books that for me as a reader, and I love to read, I need to take something practical away. I need to take the time to read through a chapter, right? That's, that's hard enough as it is, but I want to be able to say, Hey, that was helpful. Now I'm going to think about this or practice this or do something different with my life. So what in your book, what, what's the theme and what are just some of the highlights of this book that God is having you write? So as I kind of said with my blog, it was all about, you know, bringing your life and having it be more focused on God. Mm. Because I think a lot in the world, we can separate our secular life and our spiritual life and say, like, these are two things. I go to baseball practice Mm. with my son, and then I also go to church. But really, like, 
our whole life is supposed to surround around Jesus mm-hmm. and ministry and things like that. Um, and if we lose sight of God in our daily life, then um, it all becomes just a, you're kind of hustling to hustle or you're right. kind of like working hard to work hard. Mm. Um, and really what the book is about is we can still achieve things and go reach for things and um, get really good jobs and promotions mm. and mm-hmm. um, put our kids in sports and have them do well and like be proud of that. But at the end of the day, like none of that stuff really matters in Mm. heaven. So how can we make those things that we do here on earth really matter at the end? Mm -hmm. Um, And I talk a lot about Daniel in the book and just how he he had to work really hard to become like a really good dream interpreter or really good study. He was one of the most wise men in that time. And but if he hadn't studied and worked hard, the king wouldn't have noticed him and it wouldn't have changed all of history for that right. kingdom. So um, there's two parts to us like being in the world and being people of God is that we need to work hard on earthly things, but they have to matter. Yeah. So how can we turn it around and say, this is a ministry field or this is, um, you see athletes like cross the finish line and point to the sky like that's what we need to be doing like every day in everything Uh, we do so so when we when we're able to get our kids in bed uh, after we (laughs) bathe them and this and that do we then just kind of point to the sky i mean in in reality you this book and i love the concept of this book you're merging the two it's not either or it's both and Mm -hmm. it's i'm going to do really well whatever it is whether it's what i work or my sport whatever it is but I'm also going to make sure that it, 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 it magnifies or uh, manifests, demonstrates the spirit that's in me, the Jesus that's, that's in me, mm-hmm. that, they, that they blend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so important. As you, I mean, as you address in your book, we, we're dealing with uh, really high performance oriented people, people who are driven by what others think. And that's kind of the downside of, of social media is that we look at somebody's Facebook page and everything on that page has been doctored, the, the touched up, the pictures, the, everything makes it look like, wow, you have the most wonderful life in the world. When in reality, these people are struggling just like everybody else. And to really get off of that, uh, kind of that treadmill, mm-hmm. I think that's what you're trying to do in this book. Yeah, it's really a mindset shift, a focus shift. Um, I'm not going to tell you to quit your job or (laughs) become a pastor, but I'm going to tell you like within your job or within what you're striving for, you've got to look, you know, heavenward. You got to look to Mm -hmm. Jesus and see Mm -hmm. what he would have you do there Mm because he did put you there. He put those passions in you. He didn't make me a runner for no reason. Like he made me a runner because other runners and I get to spend hours on the trails talking and Mm-hmm. Um, just, there's a lot of different things that God uses our passions and the things that we can do well yeah. for his kingdom if we let him. Yeah. So in some ways that's, I think, obviously that's your advice from the things that you've written, but I think just as a pastor, I think that that's the advice that you'd give to, to everyone who's listening today about how they look at their lives, how they look at performance. And uh, we, we, do, we, we really do need a, a shift of vision and how we look at things, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I would say our world is obviously not going in a great direction, mm-hmm. as can be seen in the news and things. Um, 
And that's kind of like my hope and my wish is that by if everyone could just change their shift, their perspective to God and mm-hmm. to Jesus and um, then all that stuff would fall away mm-hmm. if people in power and people um, in really important places would be mm-hmm. focused on God. I think a lot could change. Yeah. Well, I think today is an encouragement for all of you that are listening that, yeah, you may not be a writer, but don't discount the small things, as you say, the small yeses. The small things that you're jotting or you're thinking could actually turn into something that could help others. If you're interested in reading the things that Andy blogs about, go to her website, abideandwrite.com. So three words all together, abide and write.com. And how often do you post on that blog? Um, the blog probably two or three times a month. Wow. Yeah. It's worth the read. I'm telling you, Andy, thanks so much. And I hope you've inspired some potential blog writers out there (laughs) (laughs) or just that people would take on the dreams that they've just been shelving off in the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So again, if you want us to address any questions that you may have biblically, theologically, just send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. We'd love to respond. And we're just hoping that these podcasts are lifting you up and giving you encouragement for the week. So thanks again, Andy, for being here. Bless you all. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.